The Enterprising Gen Z podcast is back. As always, my name's Sam, and I'm going to be talking to another world-class entrepreneur on episode one of the second season of the EGZ podcast. Today, I'm talking to Tim Hayden, who's the CEO of Hagley West. Now, you may have seen Hagley West and a bit of Tim's work on TikTok. He's got over 820,000 followers. Um, We're going to be talking about how TikTok has helped to grow his business, why he's launching an NFT range, and his advice for young entrepreneurs. I hope you enjoy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great. Um, so the first thing I want to speak to you about is is your journey so far. <laughs> um, well, it's been so long and varied and full of risk, uh, adventure, challenge. Uh, it's been the most exciting project I've ever done in my life. Uh, and it all started over a conversation over a beer. Um, the, that's how the idea came up. And it's just flourished since then. You spoke about risk just then. Um, I know you sold your house and started renting. Are there any other risks you took? And if if there are risks you took, do you regret any of them? Uh, well, no, I couldn't answer that. There's, there's no regrets. Uh, the whole reason I'm doing this is so I don't live with regret. Um, to give me the best possible opportunity for this to be successful, I knew I had to keep funding myself. Uh, I've got a couple of kids, uh, so there's things still have to be paid. So I knew I was going to go a few years without any money. So I sold my house to, uh, to keep myself ticking over. And the house I'm living in at the moment is a rented house. I've been here 18 months now, and I've still got another 18 months here. So one of the things I think is important for an entrepreneur, and other people have spoken about this on my podcast in previous episodes, is a successful mindset, an entrepreneur's mindset, and a good daily routine. What does your daily routine look like? 5.30, I get up. Uh, I then do uh, about an hour and a half of work, whether that be a bit of housework or actual work, work on the business. Uh, I check everything's in order. Then I go for an hour walk uh, alongside a canal uh, uh, around here. And uh, I do a live. I go on TikTok live on the walks, uh, connecting, communicating with uh, uh, customers. Uh, I then go to the gym, uh, have an hour in the gym. And then it depends on what we're actually doing, but then it's uh, working for the rest of the day. Uh, Whether that be traveling somewhere, doing a fine Tim challenge, hand delivering a watch. Or whether like today we're working in the office, we're we're working really hard. We've got a big sale coming up in a, in a few days' time, so we're we're nailing the strategy for that. Um, and then in the evening, obviously I've got kids, so I've got the school runs to do, uh, cooking for the kids, uh, and then continue working in the evening. And um, I go live again on TikTok in the evening. So basically, I basically get up at five thirty and I don't take a break, and then it gets to about eleven eleven thirty. And then I go to bed um, and then I repeat it <laughs> every day. Weekends every day. I struggle getting up at seven for school. I couldn't imagine getting up at 5.30. My son's the same. I've got an 18 year old. He struggles getting up in the morning. I remember what it's like being a teenager. I think as you get older, you need a little, you don't need as much sleep as you when you're younger. So obviously you're massive on TikTok and your slogan is love your journey. And, you know, even one of your fans got that tattooed on them, which it must must have been you know, quite a, quite a moment for you. What does love your journey mean to you? Um, yeah, the tattoo was a big moment. There have been seven tattoos now with love your journey. Oh, wow. I didn't know. That. Yeah. Two of, two of them have actually been in my handwriting, uh, which is quite incredible. Uh, it's love your journey as a brand, as a brand slogan has reached. And I think it connects with everybody because everybody's got a journey in life, you know, no matter what it is, whether it be physical, emotional, uh, geographical, um, 
spiritual. Everyone's had a journey. Uh, for me, this is, I, I think, being older and hopefully a little bit wiser, I look back at life and I think of um, how I used to react, how I used to act, how I used to live my life, uh, the pitfalls and the different things uh, that, I've, uh, that I've reached, gone through and got out of. Uh, and it's a realisation, really. It's probably in my mid-30s I had the realisation that um, success is not money, success is not fame, success is not an achievement. Success is being able to fulfil your purpose. That's when you've reached success. The moment you know what your purpose is and that you are fulfilling that purpose on an ongoing daily basis, you will be happy. And that, that's all there is really to life. It really is. It's, it's, it's almost that simple. So, <clears throat> yeah, when I was in my 20s, I think I, I just wanted to earn more. I wanted promotions. I was constantly on a life's ladder, never being satisfied with where I was. I always used to look up to the rung above and think, you know, I get to a rung of a ladder and go, oh, I've achieved this. Well, what next? Oh, I'll go to the next rung. Oh, what next? Oh, the next rung. And you're forever on this never-ending ladder of climbing without actually being grateful for what you have. Uh, and the moment you realize it's not the goal that's the achievement, it's fulfilling your purpose on a daily basis. So loving your journey uh, is very emotional, I think, and has a different meaning to everybody that, that's, that sees it. Uh, and it's been very successful. And uh, I've got massive, massive plans for it going forward. We're just scratching the surface of where we're going with this brand. No, I'm sure. It's actually really weird. You say you talk about money because you're by no means the first person who said that on this podcast. Oh, and, and do you know what? I see those people on social media where money is the driver, money is the main thing. And also what, what's happened on social media recently is that everybody posts stuff on Instagram and they try and post the most perfect picture. You know, everyone wants to be seen as successful. They want likes, they want comments, they want followers. And um, they're driven to put over this false representation of their life. And other people look at it and go, oh, I want that. Entrepreneurship is sexy at the moment. It wasn't, se it wasn't sexy when I was a kid. You know, being a footballer was sexy. Or, you know, being a doctor and be and, or being a lawyer, that was a sexy thing to go into. Now it's entrepreneurship uh, because people look at the goal. I want that. He's an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur. Well, the entrepreneurship, that, that, that isn't what makes an entrepreneur. What makes an entrepreneur is being able to, be, to do the same stuff every day. And you've got to love that process of going through it. If you're not loving what you're doing, you're on the wrong thing. So one, first off, entrepreneurship shouldn't be put on a pedestal because it isn't the be end and end all. It isn't the greatest thing in the world. It's the greatest thing in the world for me. doesn't mean it's going to be the greatest thing in the world for you. So... Self-awareness and knowing what you want to do is the most important thing. But yeah, it's uh, what I wanted to do with my journey was really humanize the entrepreneurial journey and to let people see that success doesn't happen overnight. I'm driven, driven by the ambition to build a global brand. And there isn't a number associated with that. You know, there's no, I, I don't think, oh, I, I want to build an, a, 
uh, a global brand. I want to be internationally recognized. I don't think to myself, oh, I need to have a business valued at 50 million, 60 million, 100 million, 200 million, a billion. You know, that, that, that's not, it, it, it's irrelevant. I think I think lots of entrepreneurs have the same mindset. You spoke about you know likes and famous stuff. Are you aware of Andrew Tate? Have you heard of him? Yes. What's your opinion on Andrew Tate? Um, I don't know too much about them. How much a lot of his content? Uh, he's going to be very successful because he's feeding on the current state of uh, society. Uh, he's an engaging guy. He puts things over, um, but I, 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 let me say this. The people I connect with are people who have overcome adversity to triumph. A lot of the people and a lot of the entrepreneurs I know that have lost everything and then rebuilt it, I, I think they're some of the best guys I've, I've met because I've seen both sides. Now, Andrew Tate puts over that the money is the important thing. You can get a car, you can get this, you can get that. That is what is driving society into depression, into anxiety. You've got young kids now. I get a message all the time from youngsters, and they're putting pressure on themselves already that they need to buy a house by the time they're 25. They need to have a Porsche before they're 30. They need to be a millionaire by the time they're 32. But it's like, guys, that's so fucked up. You know, you, you need to work on what your purpose is. Challenge yourself to be the best person you can be. And be grateful for everything you have. Um, so the people that follow me, the entrepreneurial journey I'm putting over isn't the norm. It, 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 because Andrew Tate will get a lot of hits. He'll get a lot of views because the way he's putting it over. Because everybody wants what he's got or they think they do. You don't see Gary V. You don't see Gary V saying that. You don't see Richard Branson saying that. You don't see Elon Musk saying that. You don't. You don't see Bill Gates, Alan Sugar, all these great entrepreneurs saying that. I I, I don't know any entrepreneurs that say that stuff. To be honest, you know, we, we live in an era where people want to do clickbait, um, and they they just want to grab people's attention. You know, I could have done this story and and put over my journey completely differently by. Um, talking about the goals, the wealth, or what you can achieve, um, but it's not real. <laughs> you know, we live, we live in a in a world now where transparency is king. You know, people don't want to live towards something which they aspire to. They want to be inspired. I think in the past, when people used to market a product, you know, you'd have somebody on a boat, on a yacht sitting on a Porsche, you know, that kind of. So what you do is you, you, you promote an aspirational lifestyle. And people like looking at that and they go, oh, I wish I, could, I wish I had that, I wish I had that. I think now that there's a little bit of a shift now where things are becoming more transparent and people are um, connecting more with inspirational figures and inspirational stories uh, more than the aspirational, but it is an age gap thing. I think you know I, when I was in my twenties, I, I I just wanted stuff. Once you've had the stuff, you realise just how fucking unimportant it is. <laughs> it means yeah. nothing, absolutely nothing. It really is. It, you know, if you buy a new fancy shiny car, it's nice for the first couple of days, but then after that, you're sticking the bag, some Tesco's in the back, or you're sticking the kids in the back. 
you know, don't get me wrong. It's nice having nice cars and doing those things. We get that. But, um, you know, I know a lot of people who've made a lot of money and from the outside looking, you know, from the outside looking uh, in, you think that's a lifestyle. I want to be like that. I, that's what I want. But, you know, that guy could be unhappy as fuck. He could be depressed. You don't know what's going on. I, I had a friend of mine. I, I, I just looked up to him. He's a fantastic guy, lovely guy. And um, I sort of lost contact with him during my 30s. But in my 20s, I used to look up to him. Uh, he's a, he a solicitor. And he got a job working in the Cayman Islands. Uh, he was on, this was in his late 20s. He was on, and this is in the 1990s, by the way. He was on about a quarter of a million pound a year, tax-free in the Caymans. And I just thought, God, that's amazing. Uh, he built up, had a fantastic career, ended up being partner of a big firm, beautiful wife, living in Hong Kong. Top of a high, he lived in the penthouse suite of the top, you know, one of the top skyscrapers. And then a few years ago, he, he, he jumped off. He jumped off the skyscraper. Depression. Multi-millionaire. From the outside looking in, had everything. Had everything. And, you know, it's, 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 it's meaningless. It really is. I, in 2008, I lost 2.4 million pounds in the crash. I was really pissed off at the time, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but it was after that was the realization that that's not what life's about. You know, you've got to be grateful for what you have, not wish you had something you didn't. Build to it, have the ambition, but you know, you've got to be grateful for where you are instead of keep instead of looking at the rung above you. Be happy with the rung you're on. Completely. You spoke about a while ago just then about being transparent and stuff like that. Um, and you advertise Hagley West as, you know, wanting to become the most transparent watch company. What do you mean by being the most transparent watch company, and why is that important to you? Well, like I said, we've, what's happened with social media and trends at the moment is that if you look at the way everything has been going, and I started this before I went on TikTok as well, the transparency, is that I wanted to show people behind the scenes what I was doing to grow the business and document the journey on one way. So we produced a, a show which went out every week on um, YouTube, showing what we're doing. And uh, transparency is, is key. I think what, we had a big shift in the way people do things. I think the secretive, um, the, the way that some businesses run, and, and in life, you know, secrecy, it's a smokescreen. People want to be connected. I wanted my audience to really connect with us. And I just wanted to show the ups and the downs. So I don't just post about the wins. I just say, right, we got this wrong. This this failed. We're going to keep going. Um, so transparency, I really want my followers and my audience to feel they're part of this journey because they are. You know, they're part of the journey. This isn't just about me sitting in the kitchen building a business. It's it's having that community alongside me and them growing with me. So transparency is uh, very important to us and we try and be as transparent as possible. So we show people behind the scenes with the designs of the watches, uh, behind the scenes in the marketing. Um, I do lives uh, all the time, answer questions 
constantly to all my followers about what we're doing. Also, do you know what? I, do you know what? There's so many entrepreneurs on social media, and to get followers, they just say, I'm a millionaire. Look at this. Look at me. They beat on about it all the time. I, I, I don't know anyone that can relate to that. They, they'll get a lot of followers because everyone will follow them thinking, oh, I need to follow this guy because he's a millionaire. Look what he's doing. But they don't get, any, they don't get anything back because they just see this one guy just talking about himself all the time about how freaking wonderful he is and that this is a lifestyle everyone should have. I think what people want and what people connect with is vulnerability. Entrepreneurs are not superhuman, fantastic people. We're just normal people. So I want to humanize the whole entrepreneurial um, journey. You know, entrepreneurship should be humanized. It shouldn't be put on, it shouldn't be put on a, platform or pedestal it should be humanized and that's what i'm trying to do anyway there's very few businesses which are doing that there's blaze spirits uh the whiskey brand um who do it as well you know you have over three quarters of a million followers tiktok is obviously quite influential to the growth of your business just how influential has tiktok been for hagley west and where would your business be without tiktok do you think what well, was social media business just so happens that the product is watches. That's how you have to view it. I don't know why every business in the world needs to be on TikTok right now because they are missing a huge opportunity. The organic reach on TikTok has been massive for us. Absolutely massive. Um, when I started this business, I looked at Gymshark and the model they used on Instagram Uh I didn't know anything about social media before I started this business. Never really used it. Um, so I just thought, well, okay. I didn't realize that the organic reach on Instagram had gone. And so, you know, we were getting nowhere. Um, we started developing the business and then uh, TikTok came out. And I saw it as a great platform to spread brand awareness and also build my own personal brand, the Tim Hayden Entrepreneur brand. Um, so that's what I've been working on. I mean, I, I work on it day in, day out, uh, producing content. We try and do things that are slightly different. So we do unusual things, unusual, um, uh, acts. <laughs> uh, we go and hand deliver watches and we do all those, uh, fine Tim challenges to the fine Tim challenge yesterday in Amsterdam. We've got one tomorrow, somewhere in the UK. I can't say where, uh, but it's, um, it's, it's a fantastic tool. And people who put it down, go, oh, it's for kids, are one, idiots, uh, and deluded. Change is happening, and it's happening really fast. There's so many brands out there who are complacent and stuck in a way at home, haven't embraced this, and they're going to fail. Uh, they're going to become irrelevant. Oh, that's, that's such a valid point. Even you look at, um, you know, Binley Mega Chippy, I mean, the, the surrounding that, the queues for an hour around the block uh, to get into this one chip shop. I mean, it's, it's, in, it's insanity what TikTok can do to a business. You spoke about the hand-delivering watches and stuff like that, and I feel like it's kind of gamifying your ordering process. So if it's really far away, you'll go and hand-deliver it. And then, you know, how is that kind of gamification and this approach to delivering and sales, which is not really happening anywhere else, how's that impacted your sales? The, 
Right. I'll put this absolutely the simplest term. The way to grow a business now is the same as it has been for the last two, three, four, five thousand years. You, you build a business through word of mouth. That is your most powerful tool for any business is word of mouth. Not me shouting it from a megaphone on top of the building as loud as I can. It's my customers, my audience talking about it. So your mindset and your thought process when growing a business is, well, what can I do to encourage word of mouth? What can I do to promote word of mouth? What am I doing so that Dave, when he walks in with his new watch on a Monday morning into the office and someone says to him, oh, Dave, that's a nice new watch. Instead of just saying thank you, how do I get him to talk more about the watch, about the brand? Well, you give him reason to. So I want Dave, when he goes in on Monday, instead of saying, oh, thank you, he will say, oh, thanks. Oh, I got off this, uh, uh, there's this guy on TikTok called Tim. He's building a brand from his uh, kitchen. It's really interesting. He shows everything behind the scenes. He does hand deliveries. He sold his house. Uh, all, all these things. I want people not just talking about the watch. I've got no ambition for my customers to talk about the watch features. Oh, we've seen this type of rubber. Oh, we've seen this, uh, this hand is slightly longer. And I, I don't need them talking about the features. I want them talking about the brand. I want them talking about the story behind it. So hand delivering the watches promotes word of mouth. The other thing it does is it enables me to go and see my customers and get a full understanding of who my audience is. I know exactly what my audience is. When I go and hand deliver a watch, they're all, within the bracket, they're more or less the same people I'm seeing. So I really understand the audience. That means I can develop more products outside of watches as well to suit my audience because I know what my audience wants. I know the problems that my audience might, fa might face, so then it allows me to adapt and make a solution that is aimed at my audience. So, and that, so it does that. The other thing is it allows me to say thank you. The most important part about being in a business where we're growing and to get word of mouth is to focus on your existing audience. Not focus on trying to spread wide as far as you can. You add value. You give as much value as you can to your existing audience. So I've been just going out and giving as much value as I can and uh, shaking them by the hand, showing gratitude, because I am really thankful for everyone that buys a watch off me. Because they're keeping this roof over my head, you know. Uh, they're keeping my kids fed. So I am very grateful for that. And the last, uh, and, and also enables us to make loads of uh, content, uh, which we put out on social media, and that's been very successful. And lastly, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's just so much fun going to meet people and going out and about. So, yeah, we're being as transparent as we can with everything and engaging with the audience as much as we can. No, yeah, it's great. In terms of return on investment, from you know traveling up to the other end of the country, do you see a return on investment on that when when you do that, or not really, or is it just uh... you shouldn't? You, you can't think of it like that. If you think of an individual trip and say, "What well, what did I get off the back of that?" Business isn't about one big thing; it's about doing things consistently, persistently over a long period of time, and having the patience to keep doing it. You've got to have the discipline to keep doing it. So what we're doing is we're building a brand. We're building a brand by getting people to talk about us. There might be that we do a video of a hand delivery to Inverness and it flops. Then I'll do a hand delivery to a guy just down the road and he gets 3 million views. So what works is 
putting out consistent content day in, day out, day in, grinding away. Everything is a one percenter. Everything we do. When I have meetings with my guys, we talk about, okay, well, how can we make this better? That's all we can do. Let's tweak, let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. Okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. Oh, that one did. We'll double down on that. Uh, and this is building a, a building a business. If you were to say, right, a watch costs 150 pounds. I've handed it to Inverness. The cost of handling to the Inverness was a thousand pounds. Of course, that watch didn't make any profit on. But you can't look at those things individually. What I'm doing at the moment is I'm getting around about 10 million views a month on TikTok. To pay for the advertising, to get in front of that many people, you're looking at, you're probably looking at £100,000. And look at the amount of companies that aren't doing it or look down on it. And you're just thinking, why? Why? Just, just because it's something new. I think people fear change. They just fear change. They just go, oh, it's for kids. Oh, it's just dancers. It's a load of rubbish. It's silly. <laughs> More for you. Yeah, no, I think it's a massive opportunity that people aren't missing out. Even even if, you know, you, you work in a business where your target market aren't the type of people who are on TikTok, even building a brand, even building a brand over, on TikTok. And I spoke to a digital marketing expert who runs a digital marketing company, and I asked him for one bit of advice. And he said the number one bit of advice was to get on every single social media platform and post consistently. Um, and obviously, you know, TikTok's now, is it the biggest social media platform? Like a growth growing no. in terms of growth? I'm sure. Or in terms it. of growth, yes. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok's the only platform where you can put out a video, be an absolute nobody, put out a video and get it viewed by half a million people. There's no other platform that you, you can get that. So you're in the middle of starting an NFT range. What made you want to start kind of dabbling into NFTs? It's the future. It's the future. I think at the moment, the NFT market is wrong. I think it's broken. I think it's going to flop. I think so many NFT projects is going to go to zero. <clears throat> it's a bit like when the dot-com boom started in the 90s. Everyone jumped on going, oh, this is fantastic. Look at the internet. And people started bringing out... The, the only people that understood the, the uh, uh, internet when it first started were the techies, the geeks, the nerds, you know, the... The, the boffins were sitting there, but they didn't have any business experience or marketing experience. So although they can be very innovative with their, with the websites and the different things they could do, you know, you got to ask yourself, well, where's the, where's the finance in this? Where's, where's the commercial, um, you know, what, what, what's, what's commercially beneficial about this? The same thing's happening with the NFTs. We're getting loads of NFT projects coming out at the moment, which will go to zero. Um, I think um, what an NFT needs to be, it needs to be attached to something which is more tangible. Yes, we're going into Web3. Yes, there's all those things about going into the metaverse. Definitely, that's where we're positioning ourselves to be, in the metaverse going forward. But there needs to be some sort of yield. If an NFT doesn't have a yield, I don't see where the value is. It's, it, it, it's standard business practice, you know, Everything must have a product or service which is uh, beneficial. If it's uh, an NFT based on the hope that somebody else is just going to pay more for it and we're going we're to trade in it, I think the big trading and the big way to make money on NFTs, I think it's gone. I think it's dead. But NFTs going forward, I think, will be uh, something that 
will really fit into society and really become a main part of our society. Everything's going to be stored on the blockchain. Uh, so yes, it's got a massive future. The NFT project that we're doing is there to reward our customers. So my last question really is, what are your tips for a young entrepreneur? Tips for a young entrepreneur? Have fun. <laughs> have fun. Bloody hell, you know what? I, my, my, the biggest thing I say to any young person want, wanting to start is, and we, we, we've been touching on this, is what, what's, what's the purpose? Work out what, what's your purpose for doing this. Loads of people don't because they just go, all right, I'm going to do that, make quick money there. I'm going to make some quick money there. I'm going to make. What's your purpose? What's the long-term objective for this business? You know, set out the purpose. Once you set out the purpose, which is your long-term vision, all the short-term little bumps in the road you go through, because there will be some, there will be loads, um, they will fade away because you'll stay focused on long-term purpose because everything takes longer than you think. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're Um, welcome. Thank you for having me. No worries. Well, that is it from me and Tim for today. Thank you so much to you, the listener, uh, for checking out this week's episode. I'll be back next week with another one. Um, If you could check out our website, it's www.egzpod.com, where I post all the LinkedIn's of all the guests I have on the show. So if you have any queries or need any advice, they are there to help. Also, if you can leave a review wherever you're listening from, that would also mean a great deal. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week with another episode. Goodbye.